Hey everybody, it's Moose of Doom here with another episode of the Moose of Doom podcast. Today we're going to get into a primer on contracts. Uh, go over a little bit of sort of an introduction to what contracts are, how they work, why you want to use them, uh, how to use them to your advantage, and so on. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Contracts, I think to a lot of people... Uh, especially those who are still new to the idea of uh, economics and business management and that sort of thing, I think they have sort of a negative connotation. You you see, you know, the cartoon character that signs away their soul for you know magical powers, or you know the the little uh, devil on your shoulder telling you to sign one thing because it's a boatload of money, and then the little angel on the other side telling you, you know, don't sign it, sign something else. You know, there, there's all of these stereotypes for contracts and and what they do, and a lot of them aren't good. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, contracts are a necessary part of doing good business. Now, that being said, even a good contract can go bad and you can have fallout from that and negative consequences. But the point is, contracts, generally speaking, as long as you're reading what you're signing, uh, making the necessary changes when changes need to be made uh, and leaving yourself an out in your contract, generally speaking, they'll work uh, wonders for you and they will help solidify your legitimate business uh contacts and relationships. Now, there are a few parts to every contract. To be a valid contract, you must have offer, acceptance, and consideration. So what this means is that there has to be an offer put out on the metaphorical table. Somebody, one party, one side of the equation needs to be putting something up. So in one case, it could be, let's use a content creation talent management agency. So the talent manager is going to say, okay, we will represent you to potential clients. We will find you offers for uh, sponsorship deals, employment, that sort of thing. We will find you these things. That's their offer. You would accept by signing the contract. Um, and consideration would be you paying them. So they would have some sort of rate in there. They, the talent manager is going to take uh, 10%, for example, of everything that they help you to earn from sponsorships and other types of endorsement deals and all that sort of thing. So that would be the consideration you paid. Now, typically, consideration is money. It is monetary and value. But it does not always have to be. My understanding of how this works, uh, and once again, not a lawyer, uh, so you know you feel free to consult your legal advice when necessary. Um, but my understanding is that they could, in this contract example, have also asked that you produce like X amount of hours of video content advertising for this talent management agency and maybe that's all they need from you or all they want from you uh maybe you know it's an upstart company just trying to get clients on board and get their name out there so they'll offer to represent you they'll get you offers you will sign and accept uh the contract and all they require from as consideration from you is that you produce some content for them they're small enough that they don't have their own content creation team or something to that effect but that you know would be a an example of a basic contract that you would sign 
Now, offers can be very, very detailed. They can be very straightforward. Uh, they can be very convoluted in the legalese and, and the, or the legal speak. And so when necessary, consult a lawyer. Find somebody to help you interpret what it is you are reading before you sign it. If you are unsure about any of the terms and conditions presented in the contract, it is far better that you take the time to understand what you are signing than to sign yourself to a contract that commits you to a bad deal for, you know, even a bad deal for five minutes is a bad deal, but don't get stuck in something for, you know, five, six years, you know, months or years out of your life wasted on a bad deal that locks you into something that's no good. So far better to lose that deal and the potential that maybe it represented because they got frustrated with the slowness uh, of your signing uh, than to commit to something that's bad. Now, keep in mind, if somebody is uh, harshly pressuring you to sign a contract, be wary of that because that's a pretty big red flag that maybe there's something in here that you need to review better and that they're hoping you don't see uh, and it could cause problems down the line. Uh, A very common contract that uh, a lot of us sign is essentially the affiliate or the partner agreement with Twitch or a related streaming content platform like Facebook Gaming. You know, by by accepting the terms presented in there, you know, you are signing a contract with that content creation platform uh, to produce content for that platform with, you know, these protections in place and these exclusions and that sort of thing. Uh, even if it is mostly just a, you know, a couple of button clicks, that's still accepting and signing a contract in, in, in essence, especially in this digital age where a contract signature no longer requires a wet signature, as they say, you know, where you actually put pen to paper, you can sign a legal document via button clicks. Uh, as long as the proper disclosures are presented in the agreement. Uh, Another common pitfall for a lot of people is they look at the offer that's presented and they take it as is and they sign it and they're off to the races. Be mindful that in any contract, you technically have a right to make what they call red line changes. You can cross things out, you can add things technically, any contract can be negotiated. Uh, now, there are, there are contracts that m- most of us just take at face value and we're off and going. You know, things like when we sign an agreement for cable service to our homes or, you know, our cell phone contracts, we're not digging in there and redlining them and taking things out. But you've seen examples where somebody has done this and actually won the legal challenge from the company where somebody redlined in that the company had to pay them $10,000 upon signing the contract and their team didn't go back and look at it. And then the person challenged it in court when they didn't receive their money and they are actually court ordered to pay the money because this person made a legitimate contract revision, presented it back to the company and the company did not pay attention to it and signed the agreement themselves as well. So now not saying you should go out and be all shady like that and trying to like 
get money out of these big companies or even, you know, your neighbor's mom and pop shops. Don't do that. Um, it's not wise because you don't want to be buried in a mountain of legal challenges by these bigger companies who have far greater resources to wait you out in court. Uh, don't do that to yourself. I'm just saying that if for if we go to our talent manager example, if that talent manager has a clause in there that says, you know, you can only produce content on, you know, YouTube gaming, but you're already like a Twitch partner. So you'd be giving up everything that you've built at Twitch just to take on this talent manager. That's a section that I would probably redline and and put in, you know, I I would be okay accepting only producing con- video content, only producing keyword video content on Twitch under this agreement. Uh, because also be mindful of what other platforms they are limiting you from. Uh, also be mindful in your contracts of who owns the product of the contract. Some really bad contracts are out there floating around from game developers and, and per- uh, publisher houses that are trying to get content creators to basically sign over the rights to their content to these platforms. So you would do a sponsored deal. You would do a stream for eight hours for the next, you know, Call of Duty game or whatever. Not not using Activision or anybody specifically as an example here, but you would do an ex- uh, a sponsored stream for the next hot game that came out. Uh, and then at the end of that, the video would technically belong to the developer or the publisher that you signed the deal with, which means you could no longer clip it. You could no longer share it to YouTube. You could no longer share it to Instagram or Facebook or do anything else with that video. It would technically have to be pulled down and would go back to the company as their property. Or you would owe them, you know, licensing or royalty fees on it anytime that you use the video for something or anytime that it was viewed. So be very, very careful when you're signing a contract that you don't have something in there that actually ties your work product back to somebody else uh, because those deals tend to not be very good for you. Um, Now, there could be a setup where you produce a video it technically belongs to, you know, the publisher, whoever you sign the agreement with, but they will pay you a royalty every time it is viewed. Now, that's an agreement that maybe you can be okay with. You are essentially coming on creating content specifically for them that they have paid you or that they will pay you for, assuming it's viewed, and the payment structure, the consideration that they are paying you is based on these views and you would check the rates and all that sort of thing per view and all per click that sort of thing to determine whether or not that's a good deal for you out in the real world uh well i say real world content creation is absolutely the real world so don't let me uh, lead you astray there but out in what i would call traditional business you know contracts are constantly being used to purchase and pay for uh services rendered, you know, house cleaning services, accountant services, financial planning, legal fee services that, you know, anything like that. Uh, There's even contracts typically that you agree to or sign when, you know, you're buying a piece of furniture at a store or having something delivered to your house. There's all these different kinds of agreements that are out there in the world that we sign and agree to every single day. 
And in the business world, especially if you're starting up, you're going to want to get some sort of a template probably put together that you can use. So if you manufacture widgets and you are going to sell these widgets to, you know, Bob and Sally's uh, business, then you are going to want a contract that you can give to Bob and Sally and say, okay, In here it says, I agree to produce 1,000 widgets for you. You will pay me this sum per widget produced. And, you know, here's the final price, sales tax, blah, 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 all the way down to the bottom, shipping terms, all that things. All of those clauses would need to be in there. They can sign it, and then you're off to the races. You're producing widgets for them. They are paying you for those widgets, and you are getting those widgets delivered to them. You're going to want some sort of template so that you can quickly produce these contracts and get your orders going. If you have to reinvent the wheel every time you need to create an agreement to produce product for somebody, it is going to dramatically slow down your process and cost you not only long-term business, but it is going to kill you in the short term because you will have a production backlog. Your production lines will be sitting idle while you were sitting there trying to write out a contract and it should not be that difficult. Now you can consult with pretty much any business-minded lawyer out there in the world and they can help you create this template and there's a lot of template type material online available as well uh, that you can use to create this so that you can get your orders out and going. Now those agreements will be different based on and those contracts will be different based on the type of business you're operating. Uh, production house for widgets will have one thing. Uh, a service-based business for accounting will have a different kind of contract entirely, different types of clauses. But now the other key thing and the template can help you with this and a lawyer can really help you. There's also a lot of great resources on things like YouTube and, and Google and that sort of thing. But there are certain standardized clauses that are in every single contract that's worth anything. And you're going to want things like um, entire agreement. You're going to want a clause for termination. You're going to want some way to cancel the contract in the event that things start going south uh, or that the agreement is over. You need some way to define when the contract ends and how you can cancel it if there's a bad relationship or the order is no longer needed. You know, you're going to need uh, probably something in there that tells you uh, whose laws govern especially if you are doing international business. If there is a dispute and you're doing business with somebody in the UK, do we use the UK laws to hash out the difference or do we use the US laws? Um, you know, you're going to need stuff like that in there. Uh, and these are all things that you need to be thinking about. What contract clauses, what paragraphs need to go into this agreement so that the agreement covers everything that it needs to so that my business is protected, their business is protected, and everybody gets the goods or services that they are intending to pay for. So like I said, the, the we don't want to get too deep into it because this is just sort of a primer on this. But the the idea here is that every contract will have a certain set of standardized clauses depending on what state you live in, what country you live in, and what kind of business you are doing. So don't be afraid to redline things. Make sure you read your contracts. Make sure your contract has offer acceptance and consideration. Uh, and And make sure you understand what the content of the clauses actually means before you commit to anything and weigh those pros and cons people 
understand things like opportunity costs. You know, what are you giving up by taking this contract? What is this contract granting you that other agreements are not? That sort of thing. Weigh all of these things. Look at each of them. Uh, each contract can be looked at in a vacuum, but as you sign more and more contracts, make sure you understand how they might interplay. Make sure that you are not excluding one of your existing contracts by signing a new one or that you're going to have like a legal challenge between the two contracting parties that you're trying to do business with. And, you know, Read, 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 understand, understand, understand. Uh, and do not, like I said, do not be afraid to make changes. Don't sign a bad agreement just because you're afraid to make that change or you're afraid that the relationship will deteriorate. A part of doing business is redlining contracts so that they are fair for both parties. With that being said, I hope this helps. I hope this takes away some of the veil off of contracts and, and doing some of that early business. If you have more questions, please reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at The Moose of Doom. Please drop us a follow, particularly on Facebook. Uh, it's probably where we're most likely to respond right now, I'd say. But, you know, we're pretty active on all three of those. Uh, keep an eye out for additional episodes of the podcast dropping every weekday on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and a few others. Uh, please share this episode with somebody that you think needs to hear it and somebody that could gain some value from it. Thank you all for talking up the podcast and sharing it with your friends and family and neighbors and coworkers and all that sort of thing. I love and appreciate each and every one of you who are listening to this. It means so much to me that you would take time out of your day to do so. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Moose of Doom out.